so yeah, I am wearing my. <laughs> it's I wear it as a head a headscarf thing, um, because it looks really cute when it's on the head. But I do look very cowboyish right now, and I don't own a blue shirt. A bit, but so... you know, it's like but a it's, crossover. It's, it's... it's half yeah. Merlin, half Quincy. <laughs> Half melon. Oh, doing a lot of. I, I I keep looking at myself in the little like viewfinder. I'm like, I look very piratey, right? Well, like cowboyy right now. It's fine. It's fine. So, welcome to Something Queer is Happening Here, where we discuss queer subtext in literature and media. Because why bury your gaze? When you can dig them up. All right. So today we are talking about Merlin um, and why Merlin is a trans man. And I am right and no one can be- disagree with me on this point. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with giving a little bit of a summary on Merlin. And then I will be doing my three-point argument as I follow May's wonderful example. Um, and then I will let- allow May to take the floor and either argue or agree with me um so may how are you feeling how are you feeling about talking about this i'm feeling great i never thought about it until you mentioned it the other day and then i was like yes it all makes sense so i'm yeah. unlikely to argue against you <laughs> every time i've like mentioned this episode recording to like a friend or something i'm like oh yeah i'm arguing that Marlin is trans they're like he obviously is like there is no argument about it <laughs> clearly um so I have I have found a few points. Some of them are jokey. Some of them are um, like genuine points. So let's start with a summary. So Merlin is a BBC show that started airing in the UK in 2008. It follows a young sorcerer Merlin as he makes his way into Camelot, a kingdom where magic is forbidden and the king will execute any and all mages without a second thought. And throughout a series of unfortunate events ends up becoming the manservant to the prince with one objective, protect him at whatever cost. So we have a number of Merlin episodes lined up. We're going to talk about Martha. We have a guest for that one, which I'm really excited about. I started reading um, their fic, which is so good. Um, Then we also want to talk about Morgana and sort of the sapphic obsession with her. But today we're talking about Merlin is a trans mask icon. So I find that Merlin as a character is just a great example of positive masculinity. He's sweet and caring and gentle and... In the same sort of guise of Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, Merlin is just a wonderful character to show that being a man isn't always about your machismo. That's a big word. Um, Instead, more about your heart, which is probably why I was obsessed with him as a genderqueer child. So following on from from our fearless leader, I have a three-point argument of evidence to prove that Merlin is, in fact, a trans king. So point one. He leaves his home to go to a city where no one knows him as a child and it's easier to adapt. Now, firstly, the kingdom that Merlin is born in is run by King Sendred, which is a kingdom that is known to allow magic. So why on earth is he going to a city where magic is like a punishable by death crime to be safer? Um, We are told multiple times... There's a reason for that, right? There's there's a plot reason for that. Yeah, there is a plot reason, but we're ignoring it. Um... How we are told multiple times that home isn't safe for him, so why send him? Um, because he's in a new city, Merlin doesn't have to overcome previous incorrect perceptions of him. He doesn't have to deal with misgendering. Um, also, the episode where he goes home, 
No one but his mother and his bestie talked to him. And small towns like that know everyone. So why did no one want to chat with him? So that is my first point hmm. on why Merlin is trans. <laughs> any 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 thoughts? <laughs> I I think it's a great point. I why why are they not talking to him? I know it's such a small town. I feel because like they don't recognize him. He's passing now. He's passing now. <gasps> We're so proud of our boy. Um, but yeah, it's it's so weird because he's such a sweet character and everybody loves Merlin. So why on earth is it when he goes back to his hometown, nobody likes him? I just, it makes no sense. So that's my point number one. Um, next step, his clothes. Firstly, Merlin has a very specific uniform. So out of all the people in the show, he's the only one whose outfits very rarely change. Consider this. It's because those clothes are the best to give him gender affirmation. And also the linen that he's wearing won't like stick to binders or bandages or whatever he's using to bind. Um, I also know from personal experience when I'm having a really masked day, I will wear the exact same outfit that I'm like, this is it. This gives me gender affirmation. Also, his clothes are super baggy for most of the show. And my housemate would like to point out that no cis straight man would ever wear a kerchief. Um, this is a joke, but also the kerchief is kind of fruity. <laughs> it is, it, the kerchief is fruity. Like, <laughs> yeah, really no one wears it a kerchief is. and isn't it a little is. bit fruity. Cowboys, Merlin, all of them are fruity. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's that's my point on that that's, one. <laughs> um, that, that's a sample size that, like, scientifically wouldn't really fly, but um, I'm I'm letting it I'm I'm letting it pass today. I am a scientist, um, and I am right. <laughs> all cowboys and all Merlins are gay. I'm sorry, <laughs> that is the rule. Right. Final point, and this one is definitely a, like a, ah, I don't know. I was talking with my housemate about it this morning, and she was like coming up with some really good, because she's super smart, um, like papers and stuff to argue my point. It'd be like death of the author, and um, if a character is seen as queer by a queer majority, <laughs> then they're, they're queer. Um, but basically, I get gender every from Merlin, and he's trans, and I'm right, and that's my point. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, season five, Merlin gets super buff and starts fitting into his clothes better. Allah, he has fantasy t- uh, testosterone. He's got magic. There's, there's no way he's got fantasy <laughs> what hormones. Would fantasy testosterone be? I don't know, but there's a book. I don't know if you've read this. Um, oh, where is it? It's like the the Broken Earth uh, series. Wait, I have it right here. It's the Broken Earth series by. Uh, N.K. Jameson, and there's a trans woman in there, and they have like fantasy hormones because it's, it's magic exists, and dragons exist, so why can't fantasy hormones exist? You know. So my theory exactly, is exactly, yeah. Post season four, Merlin discovers how to make fantasy hormones because he gets super buff season five, and like also just the theory that he's just spending the last few years with the knights, like, and they're like, yeah, I'll show you the right workouts to like build up a body and stuff like that. He's just, he's just. Uh, gender affirming and i'm i'm proud of him um i love i love this image of the knights as gym bros <laughs> yes. you know um you know there's like reddit posts where it's like trans mask guys are like i'm trying really hard to you know build up a body and make myself look a little bit more masculine and all of the comments are like super buff um like body like body weight lifted i don't know what the right word is but like they're super buff and they're like we've got you king we have the exact things you need here's a here's a protein shake recipe and it's just 
I love it. That's exactly what the knights were doing with Merlin. Merlin was like, I want to get a push up one day. And they're like, we've got you, brother. <laughs> like, we have this. Um, yeah. I like to think, because they don't have blenders, right? I like to think there's like a servant that whose dedicated Just... job is to make smoothies for the knights. That servant has great forearms. Just constantly whisking. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what you'd make fantasy protein shakes out of. Because like, it's whey, isn't it? Isn't that from milk? Eggs. Ugh. No, thank you. I mean, I'd try it if it was offered. Just, Just raw eggs and fruit. <laughs> Merlin, like, between, like, I think it's a five-year gap between season four and season five, every day just downing, like, five eggs. Like, just straight down the hatch. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, he sleeps in a private room, even though it's Guy's apartment privacy we're ignoring the episode where he's topless um there is only one episode where Merlin is topless it took me a long time and I, I was gonna history- ask about that <laughs> yeah so that my search history is a bit like a dodge because a couple of them were like Merlin topless Merlin shirtless <laughs> like Merlin bare chest <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find it so it was it was like season one or two um Merlin doesn't wear a shirt in, a, in like a small scene um but you know what I'm choosing to ignore it because I get to. <laughs> it's fine. He's already had magical top surgery. He's had magical top surgery. You know what? Like I said, there's magical tea. There can be magical top surgery. Um, and also, there is something to be said that a number of queer people find comfort in Merlin, um, both as a gay man and a trans man. And I know a lot of um, like queer women find comfort in the character of Merlin. Um so yeah, those are my arguments. Any points we can continue or elaborate on that you found particularly interesting we would like to discuss? All good points. I mean, you mentioned, because I, I know of the fandom obsession with Marlon and Arthur, mm-hmm. but is the uh, transmask Merlin thing just a headcanon for you or is it like a big thing in the fandom because I've never come across that before yeah so I did some research um last couple days because I sort of just thought of Merlin being trans it wasn't a a thing I saw online and there is a number of people who online like I was going through the Tumblr tag being like trans Merlin um there is a little bit of controversy because they're like oh why does Merlin have to be trans just because he like displays feminine traits and that sort of stuff um but there is about 48 fits in Archive of Our Own with the tag Trans Merlin. So it's a small minority, Ooh. but there are there are things out there. And me and you both know in a small there fandom. Undercurrent. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also just a lot of people online being like, I find comfort in Merlin and listing out why them as, uh, I assume, from trans, trans mask people finding Merlin just easy to relate to. Um I know my gender is a confusing mess, but I know growing up, I found a lot of um, joy in pretending to be Merlin or like pretending, like projecting onto Merlin. So there is a little undercurrent of people who see him as trans. Yeah. And um, we've we've talked a little bit before about just in general magic as queerness Mm -hmm. in the Merlin universe. Um, How do you think that relates to that? I mean, magic is queerness in that you have to hide it, you're born with it, you can't, it's something you can't change about yourself. Um, Obviously, that's just a huge thing in Merlin. I feel like slightly off topic, but I just remembered like the whole concept of 
the Knights of the Round Table is breaking down societal norms, like breaking yeah. down you know, the nobility. And when it comes to breaking down societal norms, whether it be allowing magic or allowing anybody to be a knight or making everybody equal, things like gender and sexuality tend to get broken down at the same time. So obviously with recent years, the analysis on capitalism and how our current society works, there's also been an influx of analysis on how our society sees gender and queerness. And I think something has to be said about the same in like Arthurian legend, as well as in Merlin, because the whole point is analyzing what they're currently experiencing and how they can basically destroy that for a better future um and along with that comes gender gender norms there's a lot to do with yeah (laughs) that was a very long point of saying that that revising their society and gender and queerness tend to go along with that yeah that is that is true that's literally the whole point of my thesis yeah (laughs) oh yes tell me tell me tell me more tell me uh, more i have Okay, I'll keep the other point for later then. Um, basically, I mean, yeah, I get, it's a bit complicated with Arthurian legend because it's already, like, all of it is adaptation, really. Yeah. Um, or rewriting. Uh, but in general, um, the point of my thesis is that when you're doing an adaptation that really engages with the text that we hold revision, which is usually uh, to indicate that it's um, an adaptation where you take different perspectives on the text. When you do that, it's kind of a perfect storm to talk about um, societal issues. So gender, sexuality, race, class, all of that. So I talk a lot about that, how that can help in the real world, uh, just from little adaptations. And that's what we tried to do with Murray Mysteries and what we're trying to do with Moral MPI. So, yeah. I, I always forget that, like, Mer- not Merlin, but, like, all of our three in Legend is basically adaptions, and that's what you're basically an expert in. Um, so, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. And that's actually, I... Uh, it's, it's kind of a great timing because I wrote um, a trial podcast script for a different podcast yesterday about... Uh, Arthurian legend so I learned a bunch of stuff and um, I'm trying to think about things that I learned about Merlin specifically that could work with this theory there wasn't a lot specifically about Merlin that I looked into but one story is the story of the birth of Arthur Mm. which it's a little bit icky um, by modern standards Uh, But we'll roll with it. But basically, um, Uther was um, in love with this woman, Igraine, uh, but she was married to another guy, to a duke. And so because he wanted to sleep with her, (laughs) Merlin turned him, uh, transformed him into the duke. So he could pretend to be her husband. Oh, that is a bit. That is a bit. Which is not great. But my point here is that Merlin can transform people. So why couldn't he transform himself? Very true. I mean, okay, this is... So you know in the later seasons where Merlin turns himself into a woman and he's, like, absolutely horrified at the thought, which is, you know, fine. (laughs) Um, But, like... Yeah. 
it's less problematic if you think that it's because of gender dysphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as opposed to him. <laughs> yeah. Just hating the idea of... So we know he has the ability to, to transform. <laughs> Merlin's trans. Merlin is trans. <laughs> but yeah, that thing about um, Merlin turning Uther into a duke is... Uther's just an icky character in general. Um, yeah, but weirdly enough, that happens a lot in Arthurian legend. Like, that's not the only time that happens. Uh, it happens to Lancelot. Is Merlin just going around changing everyone? Well, I, I'm not sure. It's not. I don't think Merlin does it the second time. Um, it's um, Isolt. She changes herself into Guinevere to sleep with Lancelot twice. <laughs> and that's how Galahad is born. Huh. So yeah, apparently there's a lot of, hmm, if this person loves someone else and not me, then I just turn into that someone else. I just become that person. Yeah, that that's a logical conclusion <laughs> to make. Not Definitely. rapey at all. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, modern society sucks. And then I just remember how difficult it would have been to exist. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah it's supposed yeah. to be a utopian society, but... um. There are some issues. That doesn't feel very utopian. Yeah. Not very utopian at all. Also, the whole... we There's a lot in Arthurian legend we're ignoring in the show, Merlin. Like, the whole Morgana and Arthur having a kid with... Who's Mordred. Actually, it's not... Um, it's not with Morgana. It's Morgos and, um, and Arthur who have Mordred. Uh, still weird, though. Mm. Yeah. They're half-siblings in the legend. Um, but that's only in Isn't some versions. Often... In most yeah. versions, Mordred is Arthur's nephew. Mm-hmm. So we'll stick with that. So it's less gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he does. He right. does try He's... to marry Guinevere, um, which is a bit weird. Arthur's nephew. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, they're all sleeping with each other, aren't they? Like that. <laughs> a lot of incest in Arthurian legend. A lot of incest. So much incest. It's putting Game of Thrones to shame, man. <laughs> George R. R. Martin could never. No. Um, you had another point before I was like, tell me more about your adaption stuff. No, it was the whole Merlin uh, turning people um, into other people thing. Ah, yes. Yes, he has that. That was my point. Also, if he can turn himself into a really old man, he can definitely give himself fantasy tea. Yeah. Fantasy yeah. tea. We should have, like, fake sponsorship adverts while we wait to have real ones. <laughs> Fantasy tea. <laughs> um, wait, I'm trying to think what they'd say. I don't even know what they're like if what they say in actual hormone adverts because we don't have medical adverts in the UK. That is true. <laughs> Just, are you feeling like shit? <laughs> is your gender not a fine? Affirming you. Then try fantasy tea. Merlin will magically change you into something else. Beautiful. Honestly, I would take. I would take that. Yeah. If Marlin could just magically change me into a different person, I would be so happy. But I wouldn't do it to sleep with someone else. So yeah, definitely. Much, yeah, that would be perfect, especially for, for like um, gender fluid people. Because if you're feeling like yeah. a feeling like a dude one day, you can be a dude. If you're feeling like a woman one day, you can be a woman. I mean, you can either way, but you know, like you can present yeah. and pass as whatever you're feeling that day. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to be a bit like super gender fluid when like for instance if you have very feminine features very masculine features not saying you have to pass but like sometimes it's 
it's helpful. I heard a cat! I was gonna say, I don't know if you heard him. He, I think he wants to be a guest on the podcast. Get him in! Get Gilbert in! Please! <laughs> come on! Please. Come on! Oh, hello, baby. You wanna say hi, hi to baby? the audience? Look at you! Hiya! Well, now he's refusing to make noise. I don't know where Void is. He's being very needy. Void is because, my trans um, My flatmate is uh, not up yet, so I'm the only one who can give him attention. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Yeah, I feel like I this would be the perfect time to tell the audience about the story of Void, <laughs> the trans icon. Oh, yes. So my cat was assigned female at birth. Um by everybody and then we took him to the vets about three months into owning him and turns out he's a boy so he's he's our trans son um (laughs) and we love him very dearly and we'll use any pronouns for him because cats don't have a concept of gender um but yeah although i say that and then you know i call gilbert my boy my little man (laughs) wait it doesn't matter it's a cool distinguished gentleman (laughs) Gilbert is a little distinguished gentleman. Yes, Void, is. on the other hand, is a little bitch. <laughs> I love him so much, but he's such a bitch. Literally catty. Yeah, <laughs> literally catty. <laughs> Where is he right now? He, um, we got him done this week and he's still peeing on the carpet. So honestly, um, might just die. Might just die. <laughs> you just have to not, cover not the, the carpet in, um, in tinfoil. That's... Wow. Well, We'll see. Yeah. My old cat was called Merlin. He was also gay. <laughs> he never did anything gay. He just had the vibes. <laughs> gay cats. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's like, you know how they say all cats are autistic. All cats are also queer. Yeah. I think we've determined in my household that um, th- at least Gilbert is both autistic and ADHD. Um <laughs> We stand. We stand an autistic ADHD. A lot. A lot of cats also have ADHD vibes. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, those are my points on why Merlin is a trans man. They're not particularly solid points. They're not as well, you know, established (laughs) as maybe Mina and Lucy in Dracula. But it makes me happy (laughs) thinking that he's a trans man. That is all that matters. That is all that matters. Um. Yeah, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Because, yeah. I can't believe I once had Merlin's haircut because I thought I wanted to... Oh, my God, it's, that is embarrassing. And you knew me as well at the time, which just makes it even worse because it just didn't look good. Like, only Colin Morgan can pull off that, like, short bowl cut thing. Yeah, I don't think anyone can pull it off, honestly. You know, what, I don't even, even think he can Morgan. pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> he just holds it with such confidence, you know. Exactly. Whereas, oh my god, I can't believe I had that haircut. Honestly, <laughs> I, I would have just broken up with me as a friend as soon as I like rocked up on the video chat with like that little haircut. You're like, okay, oh, sorry, no. we can't be friends anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's you haven't bowl cut. It's over. <laughs> I, I can still style my hair into a bowl cut. It's, it's, it's an experience. I look like a beetle. Like, 
music beetle <laughs> as opposed to a bug beetle. I got very confused because my housemate was like, you look like a beetle. I was like, I don't look like a bug. She was like, no, the, the 1960s beetle. They were considered attractive in their time. I'll take it. Yeah. I've gone on a bit of a ramble. I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's all for the runtime. All for the runtime. Yeah. So um, we have a few more Merlin episodes lined up. For one, we're going to be talking about Bertha, which is like the huge Merlin thing. Everybody mm-hmm. agrees that they are pretty gay for each other. Um, Morgana is just a sapphic icon. Um, I yeah. would like to talk my, a little uh, bit more My about old her. flatmate um, is obsessed with Katie McGrath and that I, she, she's already called the Morgana episode as a guest. Nice. I feel like everyone, everyone who's ever watched Merlin who is in slightly, slightly on the queer side is like Morgana's gay. There, there's yeah. no two ways about it. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about Gwen. Um, I feel like... Yes, by Gwen. Yeah. Pedal by also, Gwen. I find her femina- femininity just really, really lovely. Um, yeah. Also, I'm not we sure need that, like, an Uthras episode. We need an Uthras episode. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for the last couple of days. Because yes. I've, I've started getting into Merlin again. And I'm just like... Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to have to rewatch Merlin for this. I feel like it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a decent, it's a decent investment to rewatch Merlin now, considering the amount of Merlin content we have coming up. Yeah. Uh, just taking notes. 65 episodes. So that's, that's like, what, 50 hours of, of content? I'm very willing to spend my time doing that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Although I'm not sure I can get through some of the cringe of season two. We'll mm. see. All right. That's it for us this week. Yeah. Um, and stay queer. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> This podcast is a no storytelling production. It is produced and edited by May Tudek and hosted by Drew Frankie Victory and May Tudek. If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow notes on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.